dealers really have to go into things and go, what am I trying to solve? What's the critical point of what I'm trying to solve? From there, you start layering in the people, the process, and the technology to support the strategy. Mm-hmm. That's what you go after. And then you you got to, you know, again, you got to put the facts behind it. And so you start measuring it, understanding it, look at the your perspective of how the team's engaging with whatever the solution is, how your consumer's engaging it's with the solution. It's a team thing. I love that you brought that up. It's such a team we, thing. We play a team sport. Yes. So I would encourage all dealers, like, your vendor partners need to be part of the team. Welcome to the Strategy with Jason podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Strategy with Jason. Today we are in sunny Napa Valley, California, with the one, the only, the infamous... Mr. Dan Moore himself. Dan, what's up? How you doing, man? Doing fantastic. I mean, come on. We're out here in Napa, wine country. <laughs> it's not terrible. And the weather does not suck, buddy. It does not suck. It does not suck at all. Hey, um, Dan, we're going we're gonna to talk all things data today. and you know, Shocking. Shocking, right? No. Why, why have a data guy on here? Why don't we talk all about data? Data or data? <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Tomato, it could be tomato, 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 whatever. Potato, potato. Have you ever met anybody that actually says potato? I have not, actually. <laughs> I have not. Is that like, is that like I, a Canadian I, thing? I maybe mean, it is a Canadian thing. All right. I'm going to call it potato. Hey, uh, <laughs> you can tell it's like we're towards the end of the event. And it's just like, I'm going to talk about whatever. Anyways. anyways. <laughs> it's, me and you, we have a habit of doing this. We can go wherever. We're, we're going to talk about potatoes. <laughs> well, I thought it was an automotive podcast. All right. All right. Hey, for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now and kind of don't know who you are, you know, what your background is, let's kick off the podcast with a little origin story. A, because I'm always fascinated. So, Dan, how did you get started in this island of misfit toys that we call the automotive industry? Um, yeah, so I actually got started, you know, I grew up in the car business. My stepdad uh, ran dealerships. So at 19, I, I seemed to be the one in the family who said, hey, this car selling thing sounds like a great idea. Um, so I started selling cars at 19, uh, ran dealership, and then really got fascinated with this whole marketing and, uh, you know, like software thing. I was like, wow, this sounds like fun. Um, so journey through a few different software companies, ultimately landing today where I'm at with Vista Dash. Uh, so it's just been a fun journey, and again, you know, kind of dealer at heart, always trying to figure out how to help dealers make sense of all this chaos. Make sense of all this chaos. That's actually probably that's what we we're going to title this podcast. By the way, Austin, can you make sure we're going to title this "Making Sense of All This Chaos"? And speaking of chaos, wow, last 24 months, um, chaos. Chaos would be a good way to do it, but I think not necessarily in a negative way. It's just been very chaotic, you know. I mean, yep. fundamentally, as an industry, we have evolved, we have changed, we've adapted, we've pivoted um, in the ecosystem. In the ecosystem, with tools, with tools, more in the last twenty-four months than I think we probably had the entire decade, right yep. before that. So that'd be kind of my first question for you. What for you yourself? Yep. What was one of the biggest observational changes that you saw in the last twenty-four months? Um, I, I definitely think the biggest thing in the last twenty-four months is what I would call acceleration. Mm. Um, when you think about like, you know, the Carvanas and everybody's getting on this Carvana train, oh, they're going to go under above. I, that's not going to happen, folks. Just watch the magic. But what we what did happen, and I think this is great for the industry, but at, at the same point in time, it prints, kind of presents new opportunities or challenges, if you will, is suddenly everything accelerated. So mm-hmm. you had Carvana come in. They're like, hey, we're making it frictionless. We're making it easy on the consumer. COVID hit, and then every dealer went, whoop, 
we're right here with you on that same thought process. So you accelerated digital retailing, whatever. We'll play buzzword monopoly. I feel yes, like that's we'll going to be, that. you know, on the next podcast, not to derail this thing, we're going to do, we're going to do onesies idea. and shot glasses for buzzword bingo. <laughs> buzzword bingo. bingo. Yes. There we it's going to be, it's going to be a thing. We could that's almost do like a panel buzzword bingo. Party. Yes. There we go. Um, but no, I think that what, what, what is beautiful is we accelerated. However, there's consequences for acceleration. Yes. And it presents different challenges. I mean, again, we went from COVID, then we went into inventory. Guess what's next? <laughs> Fixed ops, right? Here we go. I yes. mean, think about it. You have three yes. years of record decline in sales. You think new car warranty work is going to go down at a certain point? I, maybe just a hair. The data might not lie on this one. I, I'm pretty confident it won't. So, so dealers are making money. That's fantastic, right? We want the industry to win. But at the same point in time, we're, we're, we're changing how we're marketing. We're going, hey, I'm not, I don't have inventory, so I'm not marketing as much. Well, we're not redirecting it to where it should go either. It's like, hey, let's start figuring out how we have to make this adjustment because we're going to see some change happen here. Um, and it was great working with Gino at Cavalli and, and kind of working with Update Promise and Dom360 and really uncorking this whole point of, yes. of fixed ops. And I was like, Gino, there's a little nugget in here, buddy. Like, you're not even <laughs> focused on new car warranty. You're trying to get this new attraction of, of just how you're approaching service. And he's mm -hmm. like, yes. And I go, I don't think anybody's listening. No, but that's, you're right. That's though. the magic. That's the swim lane that nobody's paying attention to because we're going to see this. And then again, we're going to react. Yes. But we're those react. that are those like Gino that are like students and understanding what's going on with the data, right? Kind of facts, not feelings. Start to figure out like, hey, let's make this pivot and adjustment. Let's get our processes and our people doing the right things. Yes. So that we're geared up. And then I turn my marketing loose. Then I do this. Then I measure it. Then I keep adjusting it. It's beautiful. And, and that is, it, it's that constant adjustment, mm -hmm. right? I, I think a lot of times when we go through these, uh, I guess, times of adversity, you know, like we went through the COVID, we went through yeah. the inventory, and, and but you're 100% right. We're just going into another another area of adversity. I mean, it's just look, I, I, same thing on the service side. I mean, you're going to have adversity in the sales and the service side. I mean, you're going to operate your business for two to three years yeah. with a sales team that is just processing transactions. They're not really selling anything they're just like do you want it yeah. it's right there this yeah. is how much it is you know but it's the same thing in the service department i mean service is great right now but it's, it's going to fundamentally change we're we're, right. uh, we're not we're we've not focused on well service acquisition. is struggling though too because again we can't get That's people oh, yes the people side oh my gosh yes 100%. right right so it, trying to get talent I mean, it's so interesting when you're, you're, you are, you're getting faced with, I just call them seasons. You're coming into these different seasons yeah. and how you respond to them. And I tell dealers all the time, like at the end of the day, you got to look at yourself as like everything you're doing, you're like a race car. You're yep. already fast. All you need to be focused on is what track are you getting set up for? And then what are the small adjustments that gain you incremental top performance? Meaning there's the there's little tweaks. Everybody wants to go swing the bat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, stop swinging so hard. You're yes. making you're making small adjustments and fine tuning this perfectly high performance vehicle. Just just little adjustments. That's what it is. It, it, look, there's there's nothing large here, right? No. But you're 100 little adjustments. I mean, how do you how do you prepare the business for not having that that new car servicing, right? Now, the, I guess on the other flip side, people are going to keep their cars longer because there's not a lot of there's not Correct. a lot of inventory out there. Correct. So you're going to have more aged vehicles coming into the service department, which we all love. Right, right, right. <laughs> right? That's called acquisition. Yes. <laughs> um, it, and then the other piece is you have independent service facilities, the Jiffy mm -hmm. Lubes, and so on that have done a good job at building their organic presence, doing the paid search, setting the, setting the, the trap, if you will, um, to attract the customer. And 
the dealership's kind of like, well, I just, it just automatically happens for me. Yeah, it's not enough that we're just open. Right. Right? Yes. Like, it, we, we talk a lot about the experience, and when, mainly when we talk about the experience, it's usually just a sales experience, right? right? But we're not really identifying what the service experience is. And to your point, I know a lot of independents out there, because of lack of inventory, has really um, evolved their service business. Correct. And they're becoming that that local shop that's just reliable, they're knowledgeable. Transparent. And, transparent. Right? So... Again, and, and there's the tools out there, I love it, the tools that are out there that help the dealers. And again, we'll see another acceleration, I think. Yep. Um, but if they jump now, it's not you're not rushing to the acceleration. You're built for longevity. Yes, 100%. Because you have a strategy. You're, you're, you're not reacting, you're solving. You're not reacting, you're solving. I like that. So It's you, actually even better than being proactive. You're actually solving. Correct. So that's where we're at. Let's well, you know what? I'm thinking that's where we're at right now. And I think... From a people, process, and technology perspective, um, if I'm a dealer right now, lot, there's a lot coming at me. There's a lot coming at me right now. Yep. And I only have so much time I can really kind of allocate. There's only so many new processes I can develop. And there's only so many new technologies I can get myself involved in. All right. From a, either people, process, or technology, you can take either direction there. What do you think we really need to be focusing on right now? Uh, it's always going to start with people and process. Sure. You can buy all the technology. If you don't have the people in the process, it's not going to work, yeah. right? Because you have to have adoption. Um, so it starts with the people and process. I mean, heck, inside of VistaDash, when we look at all the marketing metrics, I get asked all the time, who should I fire? What's the biggest problem? I'm like, okay, well, here comes the truth serum. At the end of the day, I'm going to jump in here and I'm going to find out people and process yep. are going to create better efficiency and I bet you money, you're you're basically spending your way out of operational inefficiencies. Spending your way out of our, absolutely, man. Right. So that, that totally makes sense. Um, so I'm thinking, I invest in my people in my process. Uh, to your point, it's really hard to find people right now. Right. You know, uh, a it's difficult to get my current team even to follow and adopt even to new processes. All right, uh, but even just acquiring new people into the it, new people into that space, what do you think we should be looking for in, in new people? Like, the, I'm just saying, like, what does that next generation right. service sales teams look like? Well, a that's a tough one, right? Yeah. I mean, we don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> um, I, I think the challenge there is is we have to be more open to break what's working. Mm. Meaning, great. Are we? Do we have the right pay plan? Are we incentivizing the right behaviors? Just because we did it this way, is it the correct way now? You know, what does the talent pool look like? Am I getting younger people in? Who can I groom? Do I create a, do I build a job around a different style set? Um, yes. You heard Gino today talk about, he took the receptionist and they're, they're writing service and they're, they're killing it. Mm-hmm. So here they came in making $3,500 a month. Now they're making $7,500 a month. They're happy as heck. The client's getting served. So I think sometimes it's just, we got to take a step back. What is it we're trying to achieve? What are we solving for? And if we're going down this road, how could we reinvent or reimagine what we're doing and then start taking little bites of the elephant and making the adjustments yes. that make sense till we get to the end road? But stay committed to the outcome of, I'm trying to get here. I know I'm going to fail, but I'm going there. I'm and, and can there. I keep going? And then where do I make to make my adjustment? I think that's it. I can't sit here and say, hey, what, what does the best sales team look like? I'm not in their shoes right now. I, I'm just in the software side going, hey, this 100%. is fun. But I would say some of the things I've learned running software companies is 
you got to fail fast and fail often, and you got you can't be afraid to break it. Well, and I, but I think we need kind of a, a north star, right? right. And, and and then what I'm thinking of kind of the north star is 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 how we're kind of digesting our data, and yes. and I feel like and I love your thoughts on more this. fact. Not feeling. Or not feeling. So, not so I feeling. think sometimes we look at data and we have That's feelings. True. We have feelings right? about it, right? We've got to remove the feelings. we got to digest it. Yes. we got to digest. we got to di- That's a good point. Thank you for saying that, by the way. Um, but how do we kind of make data kind of our North Star? I, I feel like this next kind of decade in the automotive industry is going to be kind of the, the decade of data consciousness. Yep. All right. I'm finding that. I mean, I consult with many, many dealerships across the country. Right. And they're just becoming so much more aware, mm-hmm. aware, but still don't necessarily know what I sh- what's my North Star. Correct, because we don't have standardization. Oh, Everybody measures to a different ruler. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I mean, that's one. As an industry, we have to come together. We have to kind of set, hey, we can agree that this is the North Star. Yep. We can take some of the, you know, fictional, fluffy, um, you know, fantasy metrics out of the equation, get down to brass tacks. What are the metrics that puts everybody on an even playing field that dealers can measure to? Yes. And find out, to your point of, is it the product? Is it the process? Or is it the people? 100%. And and when you can get to that, that's how you start to get to your North Star. One thing I found kind of interesting right now is that because we're becoming more data conscious, all right, uh, that we're looking for technologies to kind of identify our North Star. Right. And, you know, it was, it was, it was interesting being an NADA. It's like, this is like self-plugging know. right now. Like, <laughs> Vistadash.com, come on down. We'll show you what it looks like. <laughs> but no, but there's, well, there's some truth to that, though. I know. There's some truth to it, right? Yeah. Is that and you're mentioning a big so, name. <laughs> there's so many new technology companies. Correct. All right. Uh, NADA, I was there. I was just like, wow, holy yes. cow. Everyone at the center of these new technologies is all about the data. Right. As a dealer, though, how do I know? Who do I work with? Right. How do I identify, you know, the people that are not just selling me something, but they're selling me something because they're going to help support me in identifying what my North Star is? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I go, it starts with NADA. Yep. Um, and, and so, you know, obviously excited to announce that we're powering their digital composite mm-hmm. um, and standardizing the data for dealers uh, <laughs> and, and working with them to put that standard in the market and say, hey, let's get a North Star that makes sense that's actionable and that dealers can make better decisions on. So for a lot of the dealers that are in the NADA 20 group, you're going to start seeing this new composite. And I think you're going to see actionable data that really helps them make sense. Just like a financial composite, pretty easy with a financial composite. You made money or you didn't make money, right? Well, digital has always been kind of this like, uh, well, Skittles here and unicorns. And I feel like, well, I could argue that point and I could argue that point. So, Well, I can make the point, story you know, tell me whatever I needed to say. Correct. I can make the so data point, tell me whatever I wanted to say. We deliver a North Star. There we go. I'm excited. Having fun, Getting, buddy. Any, any sneak peeks? Anything I should know? Happy to give you a sneak peek. <laughs> Um, you know what? Like, I, I think for the dealers out there uh, that may be watching or listening right now, um, the, I think the question is: is how do you know how do I prioritize? All right, kind of, I guess my, my tech solution, right? Because I think about this a lot, and you know, I was talking about someone actually last night when we were all out there having yep. some fun, right? Is you know, I was I, I call it the tech stew. Yep. You know, and it's like it's a, it's a sprinkle of this, a dash of that, um, and you know, a little bit, and it's all got to eventually taste good. You know, but it's, I guess more so, it's, it's not only got to taste good for me, it's got to taste good for my customer. Correct. And I think that, that I'm finding right now when I'm talking to a lot of these new companies that I don't know if necessarily the way that they're approaching data is putting the customer in the center rather than more the dealership's 
because a idea of what should be in the center. Correct. Well, and, and so that's twofold. A, the dealer has a voice in this, right? So yes. dealers, you're the driver, you're the voice of the customer. So if you're not being honest with the voice of the customer, then the experience is probably going to suck. Um, so I think it's important that we do have the voice of the customer, and yet, I'm not taking it, the dealer has to have a voice too. So there's this... Yes. This fundamental understanding, so dealers really have to go into things and go, what am I trying to solve? What's the critical point of what I'm trying to solve? From there, you start layering in the people, the process, and the technology to support the strategy. Mm-hmm. That's what you go after. And then you you got to, you know, again, you got to put the facts behind it. And so you start measuring it, understanding it, look at the your perspective of how the team's engaging with whatever the solution is, how your consumer's engaging it's with the solution. Thing. I love that you brought it's, that up. It's such a team we, thing. We play a team sport. Yes. So I would encourage all dealers, like, your vendor partners need to be part of the team. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you need to be fair about that, too, in the sense. You own some of the burden, too. So you have to work with your partners, give clarity, and make sure they understand what you're trying to solve for. At the same point in time, understand that it's going to take a minute, so it's not perfect, and you've got to work together through the good, the bad, and the indifferent. Don't just quit on them. Exactly. Because the vendor's not going to quit on you. So it's a partnership, and I think when you get into that journey and you get everybody to the table, everybody starts to win. And everybody at the table, I think, is the key to what you said there, right? 100%. Everybody's I mean, how to the often, table. How often, when I was a dealer principal, I'd have a meeting with this person, a meeting with that person, a meeting with this person, a meeting with that person, and I... And all probably six people never are doing different things. Each other. They're all doing different things. Right. Sometimes there's probably even overlap. But, but you're expecting a, a result here, yes. and they're all doing different things. Instead of bringing them in and saying, hey, this is one team, one message, one strategy. Yeah, I like that. This is where you fit into the puzzle for my dealership. But I need you guys to all understand something. There's no finger pointing. We're in this all together. You need to work with you know, Jason. Yes. you got to work with Dan. Dan, you got to work with Jason. I'm not going to deal with finger pointing. <laughs> you're on my team or you're off my team. How are we going to play ball? Like, when we get down to that, I think that's when everything really moves forward. And I think that's a fundamental shift. And I think, you know, if anybody out there watching listening right now, I mean, th- that can probably be one of the most impactful things to your business right now is really kind of create your team. View those vendors, not just as somebody sitting on the, yeah. uh, on, the, on the sidelines, you know, watching what's going on. No, get them involved. Get yeah. them a part of your operations. And I think, and we see this now. Get, them, we see some get, most progressive get the vendors playing doing. offense, not defense. Yes. Stop getting them on the thing, beating them over the bat. We, you know, oh, these metrics, they really suck. Well, why? Are we asking why? Are we figuring out, is it us or is it that? Like, what's causing the consumer to get heartburn right here? Let's solve this together. Let's not make this a beatdown session. We just heard <laughs> understanding that the data is saying, hey, huh, something's happening here. What can we do to course correct it? Exactly. And what it. is the breakdown? Is it the people, the process, the product? It's, it's typically going to fall into one of those three categories, it is. right? It could be all three. It could be one. But let's solve it. Again, back to the thing when I said team. We're a team. Yes. And if everybody feels that they have a seat at the table and they're part of the team, the dealer wins. 100%. 100%. And if the dealer is winning, the consumer is winning. I love it, man. I, look, I think we can almost stop the podcast just there because I think that's like literally the mic drop. Um, but, you know, since we are here at the DMSC, um, the conversations are different, man. I'm telling you, yeah. some of the, like, I just feel like I, I got a little bit of a taste of it, I think, at NADA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now you kind of come to the smaller event and you really start hearing the conversations. It becomes intimate. It comes intimate. Correct. Um, what has been... Maybe some of the conversations that you kind of observed that was just like, yeah, this is this is awesome. Yeah, I, I think the big thing is understanding that collaboration does exist. Mm-hmm. There is not, st- you know, the, the wall gardens everywhere. <laughs> um, there are, you know, p- vendor partners out there that really do want to partner and want to solve some things collectively and collaborate. I, I don't think it's just, you know, everybody's in their own sandbox saying don't come over. 
That's true. That's so. true. I saw a lot of that. And I just even saw the vendors just talking. Their dealers weren't even around. Yeah. And the dealers, the vendors themselves are just so like, well, this is what we should probably do for this guy. Correct. Right? Yeah. It's awesome. 100%. If, yeah. if you invest, you'll win. I mean, it's an organic win. If you just do the right thing, you're going to organically win. Well, and that's why I love coming out to events like this. And, you know, you know, Glenn and Brian always put a good event on. And when you attach wine to We figure to it, this has probably been, I don't know how many, like over a decade of this event. I know, I've been man. To. Like, You're the I was OG. at, like, I think one of the one, like, for, well, number one and number two. So, yeah, I remember this way back in the day. That's I mean, awesome. I'm aging out, guys. <laughs> and I know we're towards the tail end of our time. Yep. But for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now and would uh, maybe like to connect with you and find out even more about what Vista Dash does, what's yep. the best way to do so? Um, VistaDash.com if you want to know more about us. If you want to reach out to me direct, Dan at VistaDash.com. Always happy to help. If you got questions about your digital marketing, just want to, you know, kind of pick my brain, happy to help in any way. Again, I serve the industry and I serve you, so happy to have a conversation. Dude, thank you so much, man. Always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Strategy with Jason podcast with your host, Jason Harris. Don't want to miss new content? Be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.